This is the first, right? This is the first year of the year. Okay, Alavai, give us all a bracha that the. I would say I would call it that this like everlasting. This infinite compassion that I feel always emanates from the words of the Piyasetsna, just surrounds us through a whole year, and he makes us feel like uh, you got a place by the tish. Because that's why I always feel whenever, he, whenever the PSS says anything, I never feel like, um, other than in Bnei Machshavatova when he says like, if you're still here but you're not, you didn't buy into the idea, get out, right? He, everything else is just one big, like, anachnu biyachat po. So those of you that haven't yet learned with us, it, it's fine for today because I'm going to do a little bit of a recap and focus on a very important thing. There are things that are that, and I just want us to think about this in a very deep way, in a very strong way, very focused way. There are things that affect our lave. There are things that affect our moach. And then there are things that affect our nefesh. So there are things that affect our mind. There are things that affect our heart. And then there's, there are things that affect our souls. Now, naturally, uh, or more, more common, more, more than not, when something, when you like have a, an experience when you're younger, that you'd rather, you wish it didn't happen, and you sense, Avi, good morning, good year, and you sense that it affected you, okay? Now, obviously, we're all... We're men that grew up in a modern America, so obviously it's a very easy thing to always go to. 
What area do you think it affected you the most? This thing that you wish, Alavai, you could just blot it out. Do you think it affected your moach more than your lev, your lev more than your moach, your ne- or your nefesh more than your moach or your lev? What do you think it actually affected the most? Is the question not clear? You think it affected the moach more than... It feels like it's burned into... You think that it's burned into the mind. Why? Because of the thoughts. Say it again more. I think moach too, because I feel like that as much as you feel like you're like going and going, your mind always reminds you. It's like it just keeps bringing it back. Again, it's retrieval of, of the thoughts are kind of putting you backwards. Uh, anything else? Anybody else have any other? I also want to say malach, but I feel like it makes a huge pagam in your nefesh. So it's a... It's Interesting. That's very deep what you're saying. It affects the moach, but the pagam, the blemish of it, is not necessarily just in your, in your thoughts. The pagam is in the nefesh. Okay, so you've been learning P.S. And you've been learning with this. What's that? I think three of them are inseparable. Ah, okay. So if, you, if they're inseparable, what do you have to attack first? If you want to clean the schmutz. What would you think? Moach. Moach? If that was the original entryway, then that would be... What is the original... Very good. What is the original entryway of when these things come inside of us? What's the original entryway? Is it moach or is it lev? Lev. Lev? The lev is what wants. It's what reaches. So in order for your moach to want to be clean or want to do anything... The lev... But what affected it first? The, the moach, or the, what first of, what, what did you first get some shmutz on? We say that our lev is nimshah. We say that we don't want to lift it too rough. Right? Love chem. Your lev is what's pulling you into a direction. So Enechem, right. Go towards where your heart is, where you do go towards your heart. So lev. Direction is the heart. Very good. Okay, okay, very good. Now let's go back to the Piyasetzner. The Piyasetzner brought a mashal. This whole piece in the Piyasetzner, for those that are learning with this for the first time, and hopefully not the last, Mizrat Hashem, is that the, with the Piyasetzner, this sefer that we're learning, Tzaviziru's are diary entries written between the years 1928 and 1939. They're not clearly, um, it's not chronologically misudar, besides a few of them that are actually written exactly what the date of the entry was, but we don't know exactly. Usually they're much shorter pieces. This Ot Dalid is probably one of the longest pieces in this sefer. And what he was trying to do, what he's been doing for the, for the last few weeks we've been learning, is not letting us compromise on thinking that when we put band-aids on, we're actually healing anything. <coughs> and what are band-aids? What are like spiritual band-aids, kivyachal? Just making sure that I'm not uh, throwing up at this moment. But a real cure is having a gastro mumcha go inside to the intestines and know exactly what's going on and be able to go into the shoresh. The Rebbe believes that with enough koach, dibuk, chaverim, very, I'm going to stress it over and over again, and you guys exemplified it so beautifully last uh, Thursday night on the farm, with dibuk, chaverim, this avoda is possible. The avoda of going to the hashrashat hara, which means the root of where the things are wrong, and not just trying to tend to the symptoms. And the Rebbe said, you wouldn't believe what kind of stories come to me. And, I, and he said, I can't even write some of this stuff down to exemplify what he's trying to say. But then he said, I'll give you one mashal. Remember the mashal that he began with last time, those of us that were learning together? I'll, I'll read it again very fast. It's uh, the bottom of Shin Chav Gimel. You don't have it, the ones that, if you have a safer, it's the bottom of Shin Chav Gimel. 
Kafri Bailai Bulchevitzoekayot ki asig khulsha salev. There was this villager, the old man, came crying, screaming to me because he began to have weakness in the heart. He wasn't crying over that. He had a weird thing happen to him. Every time he would be attacked with some weakness in his heart, for some reason, he had this thought, this idea that he should cross himself. Salem is a cross. And they wrote of your Shayyid Salev, so we don't think that we're talking about they should take a selfie. <laughs> no, no, really, that's what it is. It's like, because you would, if you would just read this Shayyid Salev, that's more, oh, he had a weird thought to go and take a picture of himself. But the language here, the Lushan, is Salem, right? He had this weird thought. I'm going to go and cross myself. Rachmana Litzlan Vitavlo. And he thought it'd be good for him. For some reason, whenever he'd have weakness of the heart, he was under the, he was under the assumption he would do this and things would be good for him. Maybe the selfie is the same thing today. <laughs> oh, oh. Don't, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a picture of himself. Actually, he has to actually go like this yeah. and then go like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to share it with them to get the well, uh, Very deep. <laughs> Saying the weirdest thing happens to him. This bad thought to do such a thing becomes so <coughs> exacerbated until he, has, he needs so much koyach to not cross himself. It's, it's very bizarre. It's a yid. So the Rebbe says like this. Now we're in Shin Chavdalit, second line. I, I investigated, I researched in these poor old Nabuchs and in their essence. In their young um, years, these were not people that were dafka like burning with lusts, running after these passionate desires. Like they, like they must have thought about themselves in their older age, saying, hey, if I still have this taiva now, it must mean that when I was younger, I was burning. And he says, and the rabbi says, I actually looked into their lives, I asked them questions what life was like, maybe I asked their friends, their wives, I don't know. That wasn't the issue. It wasn't that they were running around burning with machshavas rels, tavas rels when they were younger. And even now, they're not really shayach, they don't really have a burning desire for what they think they want to do. So, what's, so how do you get to a situation that you need so much strength to refrain from doing something wrong when really that's not really your burning desire? That's what we were learning last time. What kind of person are we talking about? The Rebbe told us exactly what kind of person we're talking about. A person who focused his avoda on only one avenue when they were younger. What was that avoda? The avoda of, in English it starts with an S, suppression. That's all they were working on. Restraint. Restraint. Thank you. That's all they were busy doing. Their whole avoda was always, let me purify my mind and my heart. And they were only mashgiach, they were only concerned, they were only worried about their moyach and their heart, and their, the mind and the heart. <coughs> 
All they were worried was these thoughts and these feelings, I just can't have it touch my soul. So I'm going to do everything I can to just banish it and make sure it doesn't wrap around my soul and then put a begam in my nefesh. But what's the problem? When you have these things going on in your mind and in your soul, you don't think that there's like a direct access to the nefesh as well? You don't think it has a rishimu on the soul? Of course it does. But what are you busy doing saying? As long as I work on making sure it doesn't contaminate the way I think and the way that I feel, my nefesh is safe. And there's no, who, who mentioned before the begam in the nefesh? And there's no begam in the nefesh. I'm suppressing that area, I'm restraining there. Don't worry, the nefesh is untouched. Somebody who thinks about it says, oh, I didn't act on it, so it's okay. I so that, right, and I even refrained, right? I didn't act on it. Hi, mashma, that must mean that, that what? I'm okay. That it didn't get to the core. So, how, so, those, so those of us who grew up like that, though, right? I'll speak for myself, or like, that's all you were able to do at best. He's going to address you. He's going to address... He's become that old guy. He's going to address people that had Brenda and Kelly and Donna Martin in their... It's, it's exactly that. He's going to address it. And not comparing you to, 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 uh, uh, to him. Or to the, the guy Rebbe. Because where are we? Where are we? Where did we grow up? We grew up in modern America. We, we chose to grow up in modern America. None of us chose to grow up in modern America. Actually, all of us chose to leave modern America. Bezrat Hashem, kimat all of us. Okay. This is the Indian. But they didn't, lishrosh means to uproot. From the, it's not just about not having bad thoughts and not having bad feelings. It's going into the root of things and saying, I want to remove it from there. Ka'amur. So what did they do? They refrained, they were able to, to, to stop all the, uh, like we said last time, the vomit, the, 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 the pus, the poison from like, coming out of you. But where are they? But all that vomit, all the pus, all the, I don't even say what he says over here. They remained in the soul. You know, you know what I, someone said to me yesterday, a very special person, a healer I was meeting with yesterday. She said to me, I'm sure you heard this line, it's like so many of us, we suppress and we don't deal with our, emo- with, with our emotions because we, we don't know exactly how to. So we put them under the rug until we start tripping over it. So the Rebbe is saying over here, there are people that are in their 70s and their 80s, they're like, what am I tripping over? I thought I was, okay, oh. All the, all, the, all the stuff you didn't go to, the, to, to its core, that's what you begin to trip over. Why am I 75 years old and I'm having this burning cheshek to, 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 to put a tzelem on myself? Where does, where does it come from? Where do these things come from? Why there was a begam in the nefesh? But you just thought, as long as my moach and my lev are taken care of, everything will be okay. But when you think like that already, it's too late. Vehaya shamur sham le'et metzo. The poison was there waiting for a time to be found. When et nechlash koach mamshautam al When you start to feel a little bit weaker, when you're older, you don't have the same koach of the mind. You know, I was watching an interview yesterday with Ariel Zilber. You know who, who, you know who he is? <coughs> You've heard of him? 
Ariel Zilber, anyone that grew up in Israel grew up on Ariel Zilber. He's an amazing, you know Ariel Zilber, he's an amazing, brilliant... Were you, were you playing in those festivals when he would come sometimes to Beit Shemesh and play? Were you already there? I, I met him a few times backstage and I've done some stuff with him at Rav Ginsburg because since then he became a Baal Tshuva, he's a Chabadnik, he's a Chassid of Rav Ginsburg. Anyway, he was one of the... Huh? A, a pianist. Pianist. Brilliant. Genius. You've heard of him? Genius. Amazing. You know some of his songs. Anyway, so yesterday there was an interview with him and it was, he, was, he was saying, I'm celebrating my last tour. So they asked him, why does someone celebrate their last tour unless they have Khalila, a, uh, you know, like a medical warning or whatnot? And so he said, no, I, I, he said, I went to go see, uh, who did he quote? The guy that wrote Speedy Gonzalez. Who was it? I forget who it was. He said, I went to go see one of my favorite musicians and he turned 80 and he should have had his farewell tour three years prior. I saw the way his hands were shaking I saw the koach, the memory of lyrics. There's no Indian for him to continue to perform just to, con- just to be able to say, I can continue to perform. Some people just don't learn that lesson, right? So he's saying, I'm celebrating the fact that I'm looking at my fingers. They're shaking a bit more. I think he's nearing like mid-70s. And I feel like I don't want to go down like that. I want to go down as someone that went like that. And now my avoda is to stay at home and work on just composing beautiful music and playing a lot in my house. Why? What, what is he aware of? He's, he's aware of that the kohot are not the same when we're older. Why? That's the way Hashem designed the world. We spoke about it in Rosh Hashanah. That's the way Hashem designed the world. A person that can make that can celebrate the shinuim of his kohot of Lev and Moach. What happens to a guy like this? A guy like this, this kafir that he's saying over here, he's saying, I'm not as strong as I used to be, meaning my koach of suppression is not as strong as it used to be. You know what seva is? seva takum. Old age. And I got this seva that's in me too. They just don't have the koach to actively work hard on restraint like they used to. Lachen, what, what happens now? Now things that when they were younger it was easily being able to be controlled. Now when they're older, they're shocked. Like what is going on over here? I thought I dealt with these things. Also when you're younger you're busier. So you can like sort of like... Put it away. Put it away. Like stop. You have more time. Yeah, you have more time now. Yeah. You're listening to your neshama. Your neshama is not being uh, blinded. It's not being deafened by other noises. It's like, you're, it's you. It's just you. You're in circles in that rug. When you're young, you just pass it once a day. Right, right. Now I'm like, <laughs> right, easier to do. Complacency has been... Maybe it's level of acceptance. And that's why we place Yeah, could be. So look how he says here. So this Kafri Ama'aretz. So this like, you know, when he says Kafri, it, it, it just means like, it's, I know Kafri means villager, but it just means the person that maybe wasn't exposed to as much as the other person was exposed. He's an Ama'aretz. He's not a Tamil Chacham. He's not a big, you know, tzaddik or anything. Kevan shemena'aruto shama me'a'akum. 
since from, he's a little kid, what did he hear? <coughs> he saw LeBron James go to the scorer's table, go like this with magic powder, right? And, and throw it in the air, and there's something, oh no, whatever, that's a, that doesn't do anything to me. That doesn't do anything to me. When really, it does something. What, what was the car that everyone, uh, whose car was it? Knight Rider? Kit, yeah. Huh? Kit? Right. No, it's no spot on me. These things have no spots on me. None. It has nothing, it has nothing to do with me, right? It has no hashpan because that's fiction and it's not real. And also, I'm not, who was it? Selick or Hasselhoff? Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, right? I'm not. <laughs> now, now we're talking about like magical things, right? And then all the pollution and damage that all those movies that we think have no hashpan our nefesh did for us when it came to our emotions and love and proper and healthy relationships. No, that's, that, I, it, was, it was just entertainment. It didn't lachdor ela nefesh. It didn't lachdor ela nefesh. So he's saying over here, just like ha-kafri, we're all kafrim. You think our parents thought they did anything wrong by putting TVs in our house? Not one of our parents thought they were doing anything wrong by that. Not one. It wasn't a, it, at all. It was just the world we lived in. It wasn't a wrong, it wasn't like now I'm going to rebel against God, I'm putting a TV in the house. It's not how it is. Even today if you do that, that's not where you're coming from. It's just the culture that we're accustomed to. It's what we know. It's what we know. But the Rebbe is saying at a certain age, don't you want to go to the Shorish? Don't you want to go to the Shorish of things? And not keep on finding yourself tripping on rugs? So he, this Kafri, so he saw, I'm not, gonna, I, I, I'm not going to start to, to cross myself, chas v'shalom. But because we're not dealing with a, with a spiritually and, a, and emotionally and consciously developed human being, what happened to all those stories that he heard when he was younger? All those stories went inside somewhere. There's a Metzius of Jack Tripper living with... Baruch Hashem, my friend. I don't even want to try to work on I'm trying to remember that. But it niklat. Things got recepted. Things like... And that was like a mitzvah. Like, we're forgetting that's a made-up story. That's a way of living. That's just another way of living. Now, where did you remove these stories you heard? From my moch and my lev, meaning I'm not going to start to be a single guy married, uh, living with two single women. And I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I could be driving a car like Kit or whatever it is or finding... Nafshi on the love boat. Where did, I, where did I exile it from? Where did I megarish it from? So my moach and my lev. Maybe I was megar, right? Because I didn't, make, I didn't end up, I didn't end up going and making those decisions. Those were not my decisions in life, right? But where didn't I rid it from? What, what was not cleansed? The nefesh. The soul wasn't cleansed. The moach and the lev, the levushim, they're the, you know, the Rebbe explains clearly in the Tanya, 
based on the Arizal, there's three levushim of the nefesh. There are three, we've learned this, there's three um, enclothements, there's three, what's a better word, levushim? Garments of the soul. Machshav But then there's soul too. There's soul also. So again, uvehu rakni but, but in his soul, they're still there. And, when, and, and, and they'll be found at a time when it's going to be found. And when is that? Et <coughs> ziknato. He gets a little bit older. Maybe it's not after Mahonev either. Sorry? It's true. If it's still in your soul, then it's still in Mahonev, maybe. Like, but you're under the assumption that I, I did the avoda in my Mahonev and my Lev. I mean, you hear that, turn on the radio, you hear that song from like, 30 years ago, I thought you forgot it, you every single lyric. <laughs> right. You don't just remember it, you remember what it made you feel. That's much more. You can remember the lyrics, what it made you feel. So then it's still in your mark on your left, yes. Right. Or something else arises inside of you, a desire or something like that, and you have no idea where it comes from. Like, what? You stop yourself from doing it, and if you realize that it's really something that happened to your, to your soul, earlier in life that you allowed to be a strong in your soul, then, right. but you don't know where it comes from, and it, because you suppress it or resist it or whatever, you think, okay, but you don't realize that it's from something that you allowed in. Right. So how, do you get, how do you get rid of something that's printed on your brain? Because uh, it's not a fleeting thought. It's no. something that you grew up with for 10, 20, 30, 40 no. years. Even if you try to get rid of it, there uh-huh. is a physical imprint on your brain and on your soul as well. You can cover it up and you can work on it and try to get rid of it, but you can't really do it out your whole life. I'll tell you a great story. One day I came to the studio for a session. We were recording that day with a fiddler that I love. Baal Tshuva, amazing guy. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And uh, it was like 10.30 and he was like Talisant filling in the... Obviously he was quasi Chabad. And... Uh, I saw that he was really in a moment of, of dvekas. It wasn't just, it was bo- deep his boninus after davening. It took a while, and I was counting, you know, <laughs> I paid by the, you know, that, I think I was still paying by the hour there. I was, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for the, okay, and he takes it off, and he's like, I said, what happened? So he said to me, you know, I'm about tshuva, and there's certain stuff that I saw, not just on camera, that are imprinted in my soul. And I'm about to lay down my talents on a track of nigunim, of holy nigunim. Where am I, and where is the holy nigunim? So I stood here, and I just said to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I have no schus to ask you, upon which to remove this from me. I'm begging you right now for rachamim. And I didn't want to start playing unless I knew my ishtadlus was not to work my way out of it in a bad way, just to say, here I am. These are my life choices. These, those were my life choices. These are my life choices today. And I'm begging you, Hashem, for the sake of something that's bigger than me, which is this project, please don't have wherever my mind has been in the past and what I was struggling with this morning, because it's imprinted on me, play a role. And I realized at that moment, like, and the Rebbe is going to address this in a certain extent, in a second also, once you're willing to mitvatel, to mitvatel yourself, to this is the mitziyut that you were born into, and then you go from there to asking for chesed chinam, there's not much more you can do. The control in us says, I have to conquer this before I do anything holy. Why? Because if not, I'm leaving those filthy imprints on everything that I do. Right? 
we're really talking about a Heilige Yid that has this Ratzon. <coughs> Most of us don't even have this Ratzon to work through these things because we think it's all okay, Hashem wanted the modern world, like, what an evut of the concept, modern orthodoxy. This is not Rav Soloveitchik meant at all, that everything goes and we still think about Hashem when it's, when it's nice. It's, it's somehow seeing like I was put into this world, my, my nefesh is, is so much tortured for so many different things. Maybe it could be because I have such a ratzon to be close to you, but I just simply never went to the source. Maybe I never even went to the moach and lev suppression. Maybe I never even tried those things, right? The Rebbe is not talking about that, that kind of person. The Rebbe is referring to a person that went to the Moach and Lev suppression attempts and now going weiter. Okay, let's continue. Um, we're in, the, again, the third line, V'hu rak mimocho velibo gersham u'benafsho nisharu le'et metzor et ziknato. They're going to come and hunt him. It gets a little bit older. Ve'ata mehatlim u'metzachakim hem b'mocho velibo be'en mafriya. These things that he thought that weren't really, like, didn't catch him, they're now having a field trip with this guy's mind and, and, and heart. <laughs> he thought he wasn't going to get to you, right? Look at you now, you're 75 and you have this taiva to cross yourself. You probably think, you think you're crazy, right? <laughs> Our stupid story has worked. Then the Rebbe alludes here, he doesn't say exactly... What he's referring to, we could assume, he's saying over here, he brought a dugma of a guy that has a taiva to cross himself. And he's saying, and then others skein him that are very old and probably are physically not as strong as they used to be. And suddenly out of nowhere, their sexual desires are, are peaking. And they can't figure out what in the world is going on over here. I wasn't a party animal. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I, had, I actually had shlita. But what, what happened over here? Now this kind of a zaken, look what he says. What kind of compassion you have to have on these people. Zaken kaze dome be'ene atzmo shesaraf et kol ha-Torah kola chas v'shalom v'lo kiem afilu chok echad. You know what happens to a person at this age? He doesn't remember that he did any mitzvah. All he sees, the self-image that he has in front of him, is a person that burnt the whole Torah and hasn't kept one thing. Why? Because in the nefesh there are these there's a se'ara, there's a storm that was never tended to. He's pulling out his hair, he's clapping on his heart, he's screaming and crying. My whole life, I knew, like, I'm not getting any younger. I'm, I'm nearing my last day in the world. This zaken, these, these people say, I had one consolation. You know what that consolation was? That when I get older, as I grow older, that just like my strength, physical strength goes away, so too those passionate taivas that I worked on also will probably also diminish less and less. What do you think about that? What do you guys think about that? Physio you know, physically, physiologically, the world of medicine will probably say, yeah, that's true. But the world of Yiddish and Hashem doesn't, doesn't hold like that. Physiolo you know, physiology, uh, basically, yes, your kochot do diminish, and probably your, your taivas for things will diminish as well when you get older. No, 
<laughs> the Rebbe is saying no. That's 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 not how it works by us. That's what he said. As yeah. He's, as he's talking about this, I'm thinking about a shingle is uh, a disease you get that it comes from the chickenpox virus and then it sits dormant in you for years and years. And as you get older, then uh, older or weaker or sicker, that's when it uh, comes out. And it's sitting there. How long can it sit there for? 30 years? Really? 20 years. Wow. Really? And you don't know when it's going to come out, but it's, it's generally comes out when it's. Uh, a time when you're sicker and not as well, and um, and it's uh, people describe it as like you just want to tear your skin off, but it's so painful and so. We have a friend who's dealing with this right now. Wow. You know? And it, it's awful, but but that's it, but that's what you're talking about, right? It's it's sitting there. And it's there. sitting there. As, as, you, as you get older, you think you know I'm, I'm through all these you know childhood things. I don't need to deal with them anymore. And, right. But it was still sitting. It was also like the dirty old man. Right, there's a reason that's a saying, dirty old man, because it's like a phenomenon now that I'm hearing him say this and thinking about this, that happens like in communities that I'm aware of. I don't want to get like, too personal, but you uh-huh. see like older men that once were quite dignified are now like telling dirty jokes and uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's a thing. Yeah, that's why it says Hasol should be it it's gone. I'll just, when, as I'm older, it'll be much easier. I'll just keep on getting, cause, because my koach will go down. I think my koach of my taiva will go down too. So what kind of a life do I expect to have when I'm older? Ah, it's just gavah, it's closer and closer. Sweeter and sweeter. Meaning the closeness I wanted to do when I was younger, I'll, I'll get that when I'm older because I won't have, things won't bother me that much anymore. But what, what, what have I become? This language is very intense. He says, what, what, what became of me? Now, I don't even think he's talking now about the guy in his 80s. I think he's even speaking about you know, us late 30s, early 40s, also that are like, by now I thought I'd be done with that. He's saying, but what happened to me? It became a maze of dangerous, bad animals. And a cave for, uh, you know, Pritzimar? It's too, huh? Anyone, thieves, anyone who wants to come inside here and, 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 and steal what I thought is precious. I'm shaking. The Rebbe says, it's unbelievable. 
I, I become a chilchul means a, a like a nausea. It becomes to overtake me when I remember these menuvalim, these bastards that are in my, in my that are, have taken control of my heart and my mind. Chotim belibi, the ones that are causing me to sin in my heart. How do I know they're not gonna they're not gonna be my chivrusas till I'm six feet under? Because I don't have the koyach anymore to megarish them. He's saying these are very, um, very apparent worries that people begin to have at a later age when they don't do the avoda that the Rebbe has instructed us to do in all his svarim until now. And, and this is what's been my life to the last second. Do you have Shin Chafei? You have the next page? One of these skenim that I, I, I spoke about these things, he became so bitter about how he saw what his life was becoming, which means he had enough of his own life. I don't even want to live. I, this is not a life I want to live, and I don't see a way out. As I'm about to restore, return my soul to its source, this is how I'm going to come back to Hashem? With this face, I will come before my, ma- my King, my Holy One? saying, This is not for every. This doesn't happen to everybody. You see what he's saying over here? Meaning, is it not true that each and every person guards his own health? Why? Because there's only individuals like get that, that, that end up getting sick like this. Not every person's series is going to end up like this. So I just have to make sure I guard what I guard and not worry too much about the bigger picture. But what a person like that, what is he not doing as well? Even a person like that is not going into the shorish, meaning he doesn't see the symptoms. So if I don't see the symptoms, how do I translate that? What does that mean about my shorish neshama? Healthy. Oh, it must be clean, it must be healthy. But I was saying, if you came into this world with a clean shorish neshama, no gums, it's a waste of Hashem's creation. That's not, we're in this world for that avoda. So even though the symptoms aren't popping out, and you don't have these sudden lusts of crossing yourself, or whatever you want to call it, and you say, ah, whatever, that dirty old man. I'm not a dirty old man. I don't have to worry about these things. Whatever is saying over here, third bottom line in this paragraph, kol ish muhrach l'akor et kol pgima. Not just from your mind and from your heart. Now, if we divided, we're going to see what the Rebbe is going to say, but if we now said, okay, lemaise, like Bini's like on Spilkas, so how do you do this? How do I get Jenny Garth out of my mind, right? Lemaise, 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 lemaise. I want now to do the avoda. I want to do the avoda. If we went to Chabad, what would they say? Huh? 
that that be the beginning stage. He's Boninus. Obviously, went to Reb Nachman. It's Boninus, right? What else would you say is the beginning of Voda towards Hashrashat Hara Mina Mina Nefesh? Lubavitch. What else? I'm, I'm saying. What would you, in your language, in your own language, what would you say would be a thing to begin to remove the ra? And it, and it doesn't have to sound holy or smart or anything. It could be like the Rebbe says, a tachbula, which means a trick, even as a, as a starting point. I think conscious awareness that you don't just let it pass. That you, if you have a bad thought or you have things that arise inside of you, that you say, wait a second, this is coming from in. This is coming from my soul. It's not coming. Oh. What do we usually say? It's coming from it's, outside. It's coming from, it's the chitzoni. It's coming from outside of over there. Could it be that if it starts to emanate from within, you know, within you, it's not just, oh, look at that, but rather look at, look at this. So you've got to look inside yourself. You what do you need deep. to have that tchuna that you just said right now? Rav Cook says this very beautifully. Ometz halev. You need courageousness of the heart. We spoke about this. I think maybe we did it in the women's share. Maybe we spoke, did we speak about it with the men? Omet Halev, courageousness of the heart, I don't think we did yet. If Cook speaks about this incredible concept, this, you, need, you need courage of the heart, because to do it, he's, what Shimon just said, it's very, very hard. Because my natural instinct is to say, no, don't, don't start to, uh, you know, what's the right word in Hebrew? You have these thoughts, don't start to indulge in them. The best thing is let it just let it let it just pass. And and, and, and in Rabbeinu's Torah, it's actually, it's kind of like that. He says that you can't have two thoughts at once. So like, a, like you gotta get, you just gotta start thinking about something else. Let's see how the Piyasetzne says it. Do you have a few more minutes? It's okay. Ve'al tibahel. Okay. That's why I wanted to make sure we got to these words today. Al tibahel. You should see what each of you have been looking like for the last twenty minutes. It's, Really bad. <laughs> okay? Worse than Shiva houses, what you guys look at. Yeah. Amash. <laughs> I just, I've just been smiling because I, I prepared. So that, but I was also like, you know, telling like, oh my God, right? Calm and steady. Don't be freaked out in your spirit to answer me. <laughs> I expected to understand how to do this avoda to remove and uproot all the gum of bad in my nefesh until I reach a place that I don't have a taiva anymore in my soul. Who, who reached this place? There was a person that reached this place, our neighbor. Madrega Ramash, David Amelech Erba. David Amelech was there. Ve'amar, what did he say? Ve'libi chalal bekirbi. The way that the Piyasetzner is understanding this, and there's a lot of different perushim for these words, ve'libi chalal bekirbi means that there's vacated, there's absolute vacated space in my heart, in my midst, from any, anything, <coughs> any shlita ra'ah, any machshava ra'ah. He shechted the Yitzhahara. Who does this follow? In what Shita Hasidus? Well, it's, huh? it's in the Tanya. Tanya's definition of a tzaddik is that he does not have the Milchama anymore because he shechted it. Or it's not even there. It's, it's not so clear exactly. But one thing's for sure, he does not have the Milchama anymore. 
If this is what you think, I'm asking you to answer me, the Rebbe says, It's a simon, you didn't understand what I've been saying to you. I would never fathom I would never ask you to come back to me and say, okay, you've done it, uprooted it completely. I would never ask you such a thing. These are just things that I believe you can reach in your Tzai Hashem. It's dargot. I'm asking you to reach the level that you can reach. Slowly, slowly. Shlav achar shlav. But not to think that unless I know how to do v'libi chalal v'kirbi, as any sikri The Rebbe is going to tell us that we have to master the art of patience. But what has to happen? Ratzon. I need to have a ratzon to be involved in the world that he's been speaking about until now. As long as I'm okay, that in my life everything goes, and those hashpa'ot that I don't think are so bad on me are not so bad on me, but I still want to like make sure that I don't end up like a dirty old man, then the Rebbe is saying, I don't know if you can come back, because But if you begin to say, like, you know what, I really, really have a ratzon, to go deep inside and do the root work and not just suppress and restrain. And I'm not going to freak out now that I don't know exactly how to do what he's saying or if I could ever do exactly what he's saying, but I have a ratzon for it. Then the Rebbe is saying, let's continue the conversation. But he had to build this whole thing up in order to make it very clear what the conversation is about. Is, every, is everything clear until now? Okay, let's pause here. We'll pause here and continue next time. Je suis